My name is Steve Ortiz. I'm the director of the Lanier Center for Archaeology at Lipscomb University, Nashville, Tennessee. I'm the director, but I'm also a professor of archaeology and biblical studies. Steve, thanks for being with us today on the Stone Chapel Podcast. Well, thank you for having me here. It's great to see you here. We are actually face-to-face. We're not on Zoom today. Yes. And you're here for a, a lecture that's uh, taking place tonight. Bill Mounts will be giving giving that lecture. Yes, it's a great time. I'm an archaeologist, but it's nice to engage with textual scholars here. So I'm having a great time here. Text and archaeology go together, right? Oh, of course. They, they give us the background to... Scripture. So, well, tell us a little bit more about you. Who is Steve Ortiz? Well, I grew up in East Los Angeles, California, Hispanic community, and my father got saved. I eventually got saved and loved God's word, studying it. And I realized if I want to study this more, I have to study it within its cultural and historical context. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible is not a Western document; it's a Middle Eastern document. And I just said, I'm going to Israel. I want to be in the land where this happened and study the land. Probably 18 years old when I thought I was going to take off and take my little bit of savings. And my dad said, no, you're crazy. And so... (laughs) Thank God for your dad. Yes, yes. He was wise. And so I Mm -hmm. um, did an undergraduate in anthropology and sociology. Where'd you do that? uh, Cal State LA. Cal State. uh, Local university there. Right. And about my junior year... I still had this desire to go to Israel. And I remember my father saying, well, we can't beat this out of you, so it must be of the Lord. So, you know, <laughs> uh, he asked my grandma, they got money, and I went on my first study tour and dig uh, uh, in Israel. And where did you dig that at, year? At Tel Dor. It was on the coast. Okay. Now, when the archaeologist says Tel Dor, what does that mean exactly? Well, Tel is just the uh, the Hebrew word for an ancient mound, man-made mound. Mm. Um, as, as ancient cities built, they're near water sources, in this case near the coast. So they kept building on top of each other. Once so the place yeah, is destroyed, yes, and they got the foundations already everything's there. Everything's built of stone and mud bricks, so it just collapses. You just level it off and you build on top of it. Mm. And that's what archaeologists do. So, we so go to these tell means this sort of artificial man-made mound. Yes. mound yeah. And door, what is that? What is that? That's is that, just the ancient city door. The ancient, yeah. the ancient yeah. city yeah. door. Yeah. Okay, so that was your first dig. Right. Wow. And what happened there? Well, what happened I, after I, that? I loved it. I, I just go like, I understand the dirt. I, I can look at the stratigraphy. Those are the layers of the cities. And so I'm coming back. Uh, I, when I finished my undergraduate, I worked for a year, saved up enough money. And I went back to Israel when I studied in a two-year master's program at uh, Jerusalem University College now. Mm. Uh, that's where I graduated. And I knew I wanted to study and teach and archaeology. I wasn't good at languages. I mean, I studied my Hebrew there, and I, I loved it. But I, my language was the material culture and the dirt and the pottery. Yeah. And I came back, and one of the top programs was at the University of Arizona, uh, Bill Deaver, and I came back to the States and I studied under Bill. And by this time, I was a dig bum. You know, in the summers, <laughs> you fed me. I had a sleeping bag. I would work 
and long days, long days, hot days, hot too. days. Yeah. Yes. Now, why in Israel do they dig in the summer, which is the hottest part of the year? Two things. Most of them are academics, so your full-time job is mm. teaching and working the academic year. But also, Israel started the volunteer program, mm. and so you get students to come participate on digs, and you have a study tour. They're they're taught archaeology. They're they study the land. And that's the one time that students can come over. Mm. And so it starts to develop. Americans go earlier because of our academic year. You have Europeans that might you know, start in June and July. We tend to go in May and June. Mm. I remember yeah. reading in, about Egyptologists as Egyptology got started. And a lot of the Europeans would go over the winter. Yes. You know, uh, I don't know why Egypt was, yeah. was, was open during that time. Well, we but do was, too. We have a project at... at in, in Egypt, the Karnak, mm. the Karnak Temple. Is and that still, we go uh, in December. December, okay. Because it's too hot to... <laughs> if, you go in, if you go in June or July, it's just too darn yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. So you got the archaeology bug really early yes. in life. And that's been sort of the way you've, you've framed... I love the way you say it. The language, your language is the material culture. Yeah. And you've uh, been digging a lot of different places. Tell us about some of those places. Oh, I... Um, After Teldor. Yes, uh... Lachish, Tel Aviv University, under David Yushishkin. Tawahama, a small site in the Jordan Valley. I dug a Ketafinom under Gabi Barkai, and that's in Jerusalem. That's where the famous Ketafinom inscription was found. Uh, I wasn't there during that season. I came after. I was yeah, there, just uh, just a little bit late. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but still. Yes. Yes. Um, and then my main project was at Tel Mikne Ekron, one of the five Philistine cities. Mm under Sai Gitchen and Trudy Dotan. And that's where um, I did my dissertation. Research was on part of the mm. um, 11th, 10th century B.C. Now, Sai Gitten was here a few years ago uh, lecturing at the Lanier Library, and Trudy Dotan's books are here downstairs right now. Yes, We have her yes. collection yeah. of books. Yeah. So you today are the director of the Lanier Center for Archaeology at Lipscomb. Uh, university in Nashville. Great. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, thank you. You and Tom Davis work there together and are, are good partners. Yeah. And that, tell us a little bit about the, it, it's a brand new program. It's, tell us a little bit about how it got started mm-hmm. and tell us a little bit about its mission. Sure. Brand new at Lipscomb, we come with already a pedigree. So the Lanier Center for Archaeology used to be the Tandy Institute for Archaeology at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Now, when I think of Tandy, I think of, uh, gosh, you know, Radio Shack. Th- that's the... That's the Radio Shack That's people? Radio Shack, yeah, the okay. Tandy name. So okay. they're the ones who gave the initial money back in the 80s for an archaeology program. Hmm. And when I got hired at Southwestern, we just continued that tradition. And at that point, we established a master's program. We established a PhD program. Hmm. By then, you mentioned my colleague, Dr. Tom Davis. He's our classical New Testament archaeologist, and we brought him on board. And we grew. We had a Dead Sea Scroll scholar. We had an Egyptologist. And with COVID, a new administration, uh, they just decided to cancel the program. The whole program. The whole program was canceled. Uh, Tom and I were going to be unemployed in two months. And I called the former president, Dr. Paige Patterson, and I said, you got me into this mess. You better finish it. <laughs> you better <laughs> get me out of it. <laughs> you got to clean yes. this up. Yeah. So Paige goes, okay, let me think about it. 
he called Mark Lanier. Now, we've been coming in to the Lanier Center because it's just, we're up in Fort Worth down right. here in Houston. You guys have been coming we, to lectures for years and helped yes, us and helping, facilitate uh, panels, us a number if, of these know, things. Um, yeah. Uh, Cy Gitton, I did the response when he was here. So, oh, that's okay. Yeah, so yeah. The, we, we knew of the what was going on here. We knew about the academics. We knew of Mark's heart. And, you know, the Lanier Theological Library was just growing and growing. And um, so we, Paige Patterson called Mark. That evening, Mark called us and just said, this center is not going under. I'm going to find a place. He goes, what do you think of Nashville. <laughs> I said, I go, well, I, I go, music city. Yes, I, go, I, only, I, go. I love the music, right? Uh, he said, I'm a trustee for Lipscomb University. It's my alma mater. I love it. I think you and Beth, that's my wife, yeah. are going to enjoy coming. And I said, I go, Mark, I go, as long as I can do archaeology, I don't care where I'm at because in the summers, you're going to be in, we're in the Bible layout. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, went through the trustees, and Mark said, I'm going to, you know, fund this till it gets, you know, off the ground. And, Boom. We stopped teaching in Fort Worth in May. Hmm. In August, when we started classes, we just picked up. Wow. Now, we weren't an accredited institution yet. It takes time. We just, you know. Yeah. But during that summer, we were submitting all the paperwork, all the processes. And um, hmm. by January, we were a fully accredited program at Lipscomb University. Offering yeah. various uh, degrees. Uh, right? MA in archaeology and a Ph.D., in archaeology and this and was the first PhD at Lipscomb University, right? First research PhD. First yeah, they had like PhD. an education, business, oh, okay. pharmacy. Um, okay. It brought us up to a research level institution. Wow. So naturally, it was a feather in the hat for the former president there, Dr. Lowry, and That's the Lipscomb fantastic. community. Yeah, so they're excited about having us. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're we're going to be the first of many, so you can just see Lipscomb is just an Lipscomb is growing. Is growing. Oh yeah, yes, yes. and it's under great leadership now with Dr. Candace McQueen, yes, who's mm-hmm. the new president yeah. there. Uh, delightful, well, very well connected young woman who's doing great things. Oh yeah, she's phenomenal. I mean, it's I'm amazing. excited about yes, it. Yeah, yeah it's great to meet her here in yeah. Nashville recently. So, what if you were to sort of encapsulate the mission? of what you guys are up to now. The the center has been established. It's funded. Uh, the Lanier Foundation is, is really crucial to that. What's now the mission? Well, we, first and foremost, we are a research institute. We want to, we're an evangelical institute. We want to do solid evangelical scholarship within the field of archaeology, Bible backgrounds. Mm-hmm. With that, you naturally... Our framework is an academic institution because scholarship, you need students, you need the, right. the whole apparatus. I would love it if somebody just paid me to sit and do research. But, you know, <laughs> as you know, as you, you've been <laughs> but, a professor for several years, students are part of that. It's just part of it. You, yes. Because because who's going to be doing the digs you know, in 20 right. years? You have to train the next years. generation. Exactly. So, um, yeah. You've got to inspire yeah. people t- to do the work that you're going to do. Right. And digging, you, you never really finish anything, do <laughs> no, you? No, in any city or no. any any tell, yeah. there's still work to do. So that's our our mission, the research institute. We have the academic program, and naturally, we try to tell our students that you're not doing research just for research's sake. You you want to um, do it for the church. You want to do it for God's glory. Uh, you want to be great scholars because of who God's called you to be. Mm-hmm. 
And so there's some aspect that we also want to, you know, the scholarship should also permeate and reach down to the pews. Yeah. And it does. It does eventually, right? right? I mean, and a lot of the people that come to the Linear Library are people in the pews, but they are engaged laymen and laywomen who are just very interested in these in these kind of questions. So tell me about your students a little bit. Uh, you've, you've, you start on day one already with students. It's not like you're trying to create a student yeah. cohort. You've already got them, right? right? All of our students followed us to Nashville, except a couple. There are foreign students where their visas didn't allow them to move institutions. Mm. Uh, but most of them came. All of them came except the two. And they just uh, went into Old Testament studies. And it was hard with COVID. We, we had to let people know. Right. The Tandys moved. We're in now, now in Nashville. Uh, but it's slowly picking up. Um, we're getting applications. We have about four to seven new students that are coming now that we're That's the Lanier Center at, at Lipscomb University. And, That's um, great. In fact, this year we were graduating our first PhD, Lipscomb's first research PhD. Wow. This, this, uh, this, in this May. This uh, May. Yes. The student just defended. Wow. He still has a couple things to change, you know. But right, he's, right. You know, he's going he's gonna to make it. He's going to make it. Good. And, we, and we have our first MA student who started in Nashville and finished. Wow. So That's we, we cool. had some, last year we had some graduates, but they had like, Already a year in Fort Worth, uh-huh. and then the year they finished in but, Lipscomb. But their degree is from Lipscomb. Oh, yes, yeah, they ended. So, up. are you teaching now face to face? I mean, we're kind of oh, COVID, yes, COVID yes. is waning. Right, yes, I mean its influence is waning, right. and and some schools are still online. You know, not yes. fully, but you guys are teaching classes face to face. Oh yes, yeah, okay. And, and we have to. We we have the artifacts. Uh, you've been out to our center, mm-hmm. and, and you've seen our. Uh, yeah, shirt collection there. The students need to be touching it and handling it. We have our class room right there in the lab, mm. so they're actually um, hearing the lecture, but also we can pull out the material coaching. Yeah. So this summer you're going to be digging, and do you take those students along with you, all of them or most of them along? We just assume they have to come. That's who they okay. are. You know? Okay. And, you know. Now some of them so, might not come. They have family or you know church responsibilities. Right. But pretty much most of them come this summer. Do they come for how long? Do they come for? Our projects for uh, four weeks, give or take. Okay. Depending on the project. Our Egypt projects three weeks. But that's more of an epigraphic type okay. project. Now, what is when you say epigraphic? What does that um, mean? We're, we're looking at a temple with hieroglyphs and writing on it. So the temple so they're not already excavating. Yeah, it's, it's already there. excavated. Yeah. Okay. So day one, you get there and you just start documenting what you're seeing on the temple. Okay. And you, how do you document? Do you use photo- photography to do that? Do you Photography, use... we have graph paper where you know, students are. A lot of these monuments have been exposed for you know 4,000 years. Wow. And so they're weathered. Sometimes you have others graffiti on them. Some have marked them. And you're looking, okay, is that really a line that's natural? Is that a line that a you know, stonemason carved into the wall? Right, right. And so we're there looking at it you know, within. Okay. So you have you epi- epigraphic evidence is our text then. Right. Hier- yes. In that case, hieroglyphic yeah. text. Yeah. How often do you find texts in Israel when you're digging in Israel? Because that's Egypt. Right. Do you find texts very often? Uh, not as much. You know, in the 
second millennium BC, mm-hmm. we have cuneiform tablets. So we have some cuneiform tablets. Now, cuneiform know, is, is, are the wedge-shaped characters into the mud, right? Yeah, written that, on clay, yes. Yeah, in clay. Yeah, yeah. clay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With same theme, mud clay. <laughs> yeah, it's dirt. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So the, but that's the language of cuneiform. Right, yeah. yeah. And so do students learn to read cuneiform and, and hieroglyphics through you, or is that sort of a separate discipline? Our program doesn't do cuneiform. We just don't have a Akkadian scholar. Mm-hmm. But we just hired an Egyptologist. Uh, Mark oh. Jansen will be uh, joining us. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. that's... Um, Moving to Nashville? Yes. Fantastic. Um, and we yeah. will have um, hieroglyphs. He'll teach Middle Egyptian. And, mm. um, and so, then naturally the Hazelip school teaches our Hebrew. And, he, he, um, yeah. Right. Now, where will you be digging this summer? This summer... Um, Gezer was our big project. Okay. Uh, we ended that in 2017. And now we're in a publication stage. We have three or four PhD students working on the material. And, and the material, when you dig stuff up, you don't bring it back to Lipscomb, do you? No. <laughs> this belongs to the state of Israel. It's everything so that you dig there. up belongs, yeah. so it stays there. Right. So can you, you can't really work on them except in Israel. Correct. Okay. So they come with you to work on those, yes. those items. And so we hope our students get scholarships, they get grants, and they'll go there for a year, work on the material. We have a lab there in Jerusalem where all the artifacts are stored. Mm. And so they'll work on that. And mm. um, So you... we have that project going, that's okay. a publication project. But our students still need to learn to dig. Right. And so now we've joined the Talberna project for the past two or three seasons. Talberna. Yes. Where is Talberna? Talberna is... In the foothills of the Jerusalem mountain range. Okay. A little bit south, Hebron would be like the major city up, the biblical city. Okay. Uh, it's so near, it's south it's of near Jerusalem. Lachish, yeah, so it's kind of, yeah, it's um, south of Jerusalem. kind of southwest mm. in the southern foothills. Mm-hmm. And it's probably biblical Libna. Okay. Yeah, so. Yeah. The Your thing audience is, you, can you, pull ne- out you never their do Bible at- atlas and find, find you know, it. Libna. But uh, you, there's no city limit sign, you know, population, yes, yeah, Libna, yes, population, yeah. 60, yeah, yeah. 600 or <laughs> yeah. something. Unfortunately, that you don't know exactly until you dig and find some things and that seem to be in concert with other maybe written texts. Right. And that's where the Bible comes in. You know, mm-hmm. we have accounts, we have names, we have city lists that are, you know, grouped. As a detective, put it all together and come up with a reasonable, you know. Yeah, reasonable. Yeah. Reasonable decision yeah. at that point. Now, sometimes it works. I work at Talgezer. There we have boundary inscriptions. So, which oh, is yeah. rare. So, some sites we have. Some sites you, know, you yeah. do have that. Okay. I worked at Ekron, and we found the uh, a famous Ekron inscription inside a temple, which mentions Ekron. So, yeah. So, you know. Sometimes that. you find sometimes it. Sometimes so you find that. Yes. I've been, you know. Yeah. I've been good at where I've worked to find some. So maybe at Talborna we'll find the you'll ne- you'll we'll never... find the sign that says leaving Libna. Come back Come back soon. Yeah. 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 Come back, you all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Because it is southern Israel yes. after all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Steve, best of luck to you and thank you for your work and in, in training the next generation of, of men and women who are gonna go do archaeology in the Levant, in Israel and Jordan and places like that. And and Tom I know has worked in Cyprus and other places, yeah. you know, off, off the coast, but all are important to the story of the Bible. Thank you for having me. It's great, great to great. see you.
Thanks to Janet Seaford and Kathy Cape for helping us produce this podcast. Jocelyn Solis is responsible for promoting the Stone Chapel podcast on all of our social media. Thanks to Phil Keggy for our music. These podcasts are made possible by the generosity of Mark and Becky Lanier and the Lanier Foundation. If you have questions or comments or just want to be in touch, email us at podcast at lanierlibrary.org. That's podcast at lanierlibrary.org. Lanier is L-A-N-I-E-R. Thanks for listening.